0: This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at SaintDave.org. There he stood on the stony precipice, the great Hebrew prophet, the reluctant leader, the low light of winter casting long shadows across the valley below. His skin tortured by sun and wind and age. Hair scattered by the relentless desert wind, his gaze fixed, his countenance hardened and relentless. Canaan in their sights, and yet once again on the precipice of chaos. Yahweh's fiery anger burned, the people's resentment burned, Moses' anger burned, yet he prayed for restraint. If only we had meat. Remember the fish and the melons and the cucumbers and the leeks and, oh, the garlic. (laughs) All for nothing we had these things in Egypt. Now only manna every single day. Those were today's complaints. Why do you treat me so badly? Why did you lay these people on me? Have I not found favor in your sight? Did I conceive and give birth to these people? That you should say to me, carry them to the land that you promised on an oath you made to their ancestors? No, they are too heavy for me. That was Moses' lament. Our reading today from the Book of Numbers, this morning is a tidy and well-organized affair. Yahweh gives clear instruction to Moses, the people gather in an orderly fashion at the tent of meeting, and the Spirit, at least for a moment, is with them. Just like ministry every day. And actually, just like the first 10 chapters of Numbers, they tell the story of a people who were orderly and organized and cleansed and separated and blessed and equipped with everything they needed to advance to the promised land, prepared for success. But the 15 verses that lead into our reading today are pure, everyday, exilic chaos. Sometimes I wish our stories were tidier. You know, and they lived happily ever after, in scene, roll credits. But then they wouldn't be our stories. Because relationship is messy and it's chaotic. Even with God. It is with the onset of creation that relationship and chaos begin their dance. They are intertwined. One of the most powerful threads in our biblical narrative is chaos. Or tohu va bohu in Hebrew. From the very beginning of our sacred story. The ruach of God hovered over the watery chaos and ordered it. And the broken relationship of the garden disordered it. And chaos returned. And God made it right again. Noah and the flood, Jonah, the Red Sea, feeding stories, the demoniac, Lazarus, Mary and Martha, crucifixion and resurrection the road to Emmaus, and on and on and on it goes. Chaos and relationship. And in the midst of all of this is a God who through relationship restores order. Relationship restored, relationship broken, relationship restored again. Which brings me... To the question how did we get here in the first place? Who am I to be in relationship with the divine? Who are you? How do you tell your story? What part do you tell first? What part do you always forget and you can't believe that you forget? What part do you really want to tell but you're afraid? or embarrassed? Do you talk about the chaos? Or is your story sanitized for public consumption? When my children were little, they used to say to me, tell me the story about when I was born. I see some knowing smiles, I'm not the only one. And even though after dozens and dozens of retelling, and they knew every single beat of the story, they wanted to hear it again. Because that story is about connection. It's about belonging. It's about identity. They knew whose they were. It's terribly important, I think, to tell our stories and to ask this question to know ourselves well, not because who I am is the most important question, rather because it leads us to the most important question, whose I am, whose I am. To know the answer to that is why we tell these stories. If I asked you when did relationship with God begin, there are a lot of possible answers. Maybe it was at Pentecost with the Holy Spirit and the fiery flames. But maybe it was before that. Was it resurrection? Was it at the cross? But what about Jesus' baptism? There must have been something that led him to that point in his life. The prophets, maybe. Moses and Pharaoh. Ruth and Naomi. Maybe Isaiah. The worship of the creator began the moment human beings began to seek the heart of God. And God reaches out to us and we reach back, seeking that divine spark as Meister Eckhart once wrote. And we ask God, tell us the story about when we were born. That's whose we are. It is that relationship that drives all others. Now, the gospel of John is a stunningly beautiful, maddeningly obtuse gospel, but it is crystal clear on this point. Whose we are, never in question. The Logos, the light of creation that shined into the darkness of the chaos. The darkness did not. The darkness could not overcome it. And from the first verse onward, chaos doesn't stand a chance in the presence of the relationship that Jesus offers. Today we are the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. It is such a comforting pastoral scene. Jesus, the good shepherd, holding me, taking care of me. I want to stay there forever. That's where I belong. That's where we belong. (laughs) Except, except a few chapters later, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. We have been sent. Everyone in this room has been sent. We are the shepherds. You and me. The body of Christ, as Paul reminds us, sent into the world today. Sent forth to offer hope and healing and comfort to a broken and suffering world. This charge and these words are for all of us here this morning, but they are especially addressed to Kristen. You may rightly ask, How? How can I do what Jesus did? I am not that good, I am not that kind, I am not that humble, I am not that selfless. And you can't, Jesus says, but I can. Think about it for a moment. God, this unending torrent of light and glory, of intelligence and order and loving contemplation poured into a human mind and body. With this single relational act, the possibilities of our lives are changed forever. From such unpromising material, such limited capacity, such self deception, pettiness, fearfulness. And yet, we, you, me, were promised a future, a future of relationship with God in exactly the same way Jesus related to and was dependent on the Father. Kristen, that same divine spark is in you too. It is there as the baby cries, as you lower it into spirit-infested waters in the act of baptism. It is there as you counsel a generation of people for whom age is the enemy and no amount of Botox and young wardrobes can hold it at bay. It is there at the bedside of a dying child suffering for reasons no one can discern. It's there in the homeless camp where the desperation overwhelms. And it is there when the glory of the resurrection is so palpable, it makes your skin tingle. And it was there when Moses cried out in desperation once again to Yahweh, who showed him the way forward, chaos and all. Kristen, call to us in faith. Remind us of our sacred story. Tell it plainly so we can understand and hear it in and through the chaos of our time. Remind us with word and sacrament whose we are. Call us by faith to that holy threshold, as St. Teresa once wrote, where it is difficult to tell the difference between oneself and God. Call us. We will follow. Amen.